this podcast is brought to you by Shay and Jayla. No, Jayla, a lot of people ask us how they can help us grow our podcast. You can like, comment, share, rate, or subscribe to us. Yep. And if you go on to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and just a simple word comment, that helps us be seen more by other Why Notters out there. Absolutely. Keep listening. And we appreciate you. Thank you. Everyone says you need to know an attorney. Boy, are they ever right. And we have another sponsor, Shay. We are big time. Robinson Law Offices, located in downtown Wheeling, 1140 Main Street. I've heard they're pretty cute. (laughs) I hear they're pretty cute, too. That seems to be our shtick. Absolutely. So if you need some great representation in the Wheeling area, please give them a call. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Take care. Okay. Good morning, roosters. Good morning. Morning. <laughs> and welcome to the Ask Yourself Why Not podcast. Why this- not? Po- yep. This is Shay here. This is Jayla. We are working the Zoom today, so bear with us. Am I still sounding a little broken up or no? A little bit, but it, I can understand you. Okay, cool. Well, today we have two special guests with us. Um, we have Julie Markle and Jim Weekly. We're kind of doing a feature this month of some of the teachers at OV Power Yoga um, because everybody has something different to offer and we've all just been on this mindfulness journey together. So it'll be interesting to talk to them today as well. So welcome, guys. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. Nice to be here. Yeah. And we're the body reboot this month too as well. Exactly. And what does the body reboot entail? You have to go to class 21 times, right? I can't remember if it's the most out of 21 classes or not. I'm not sure. It's definitely made me want to attend more. Yeah. A little bit more accountability. Um, Mm -hmm. For sure. Do you know more of the specifics? The challenge is a minimum of 21 classes per month. Um, and obviously the goal is to get more than 21. So it's the person that uh, attends the most classes within the month of January. Um, that's the person that's going to receive the award and the prize of the uh, massage, the private lessons, and um, the rest of the items that are involved. Right. Yeah, it's definitely made me want to attend more than my typical two days a week as well. And there's um a bunch of different teachers and class options now, too, that everyone can try as well. So welcome, guys. So, Jim, do you want to start us off with your quote of the day? Uh, my favorite quote, one that I've kind of, I wish I should kind of pattern my life after is by Robert Frost. It's from um, The Road Less Traveled. And... The line that I really like are two roads diverge in the wood and I, I took the one less traveled by and that has made the world a difference. Yep. I had to memorize that poem back in high school. 
That is a great, and like it, you know, back then you just don't appreciate what it means, but as you get older, you understand more. Exactly. Yeah. I like that one. Um, has anyone ever read Rich Dad, Poor Dad? My husband has. I have not. Okay. It's kind of a similar thing where they talk about like your career path in there. And how you can take the job with the big salary or you can try to go on it, you know, on your own. Um, but like oftentimes if you take the job with the big salary, it's hard to get out of that. But if you take it, you know, the the less traveled path initially, you end up doing better. So interesting. And then Julie, you want to tell us about your quote? Sure. My favorite quote is from Mark Twain, and it is, really great people make you feel that you too can become great. And being a yoga instructor, being a mom, working with the community, um, I just feel that that's so inspiring. All you have to do is just show up and do your best and just be a light. And that in itself can just inspire somebody else to do the same. I like that. Yeah, that's really good. Sometimes too, like I, I know for myself even having someone just like, like like Jayla said with the accountability or just like putting their hand on your back or making you believe in the process that you're doing just a little bit more than you already did, that can just make the world a difference too. So I, I that resonates with me too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And Jim, um, where are you from? And tell us a little bit about your story and about how you became into this like mindfulness and yoga journey. Well, I am a Valley native. I grew up in McMechan um, and have lived in Wheeling now for about 25 years. Um, my yoga journey was, I wouldn't say unique, but it, not as uh, some may have been. Uh, I got involved in yoga due to lower back injuries. Um, chiropractor visits monthly, going through the whole process. Um, and my chiropractor had suggested that I uh, start doing some back exercises. And when I dug a little deeper into how to exercise my back and with his recommendation, I started yoga. Um, wasn't a fan, to be honest, when I first started. I came from a background where I used to do step aerobics five days a week. So I was always fast, high paced. Um, and when I started yoga, it was more of the mindful type of practice where it was a slower, uh, focused practice. And it just, at first it didn't really resonate with me, but I pushed through, decided that if you're going to try something, you got to give it, you know, you can't just base it on one class. So I went for a couple weeks, and after a couple weeks, it really started to, not only did I feel a change in my body physically, but I started feeling a change mentally as well. Um, it really had an impact on me when, when that, it was like a light bulb went off one day, and I was like, wow, this, there's something to this yoga thing. It's not just about, you know, going out there and stretching your muscles, um, and it really, brought a sense of self. I became more aware and more attuned to my own mind and body. And with the physical side, I started feeling 
sort of have to have less visits to a chiropractor. Um, but then on the other side, I started getting in touch with myself and becoming more comfortable in my own body. Mm-hmm. So I practiced for probably about 15 years before I finally decided to make the leap into the teacher training. Wow. Yeah. I think that's why a lot of us think about yoga initially, too, is because our body's, like, all stiff and hurts. I know Jayla and I, when we started coming, too, I think that was, like, my neck had hurt just from I drive a lot for my job and whatnot. But then when you go continuously, why do you think that it helps you open your mind more? Well, the whole process, I mean, just actually settling into your body, getting into – a relaxed posture such as child's pose to start out with and taking the time out of a busy day and pulling yourself out of your mind just to focus on breathing. Even if you don't do any movement, just sitting quietly and listening and feeling and experiencing your breath, Mm -hmm. actually letting that breath resonate through your body and move through your body. You it's almost automatic. You don't have, it's not like you're looking for that connection to the body, but if you can take the time out to just sit quietly and focus on the breath, it's amazing what you can feel and how different your mind resets and looks at your. Yeah, I would agree. And I think when you first start taking yoga too, it's hard to breathe out loud for whatever reason, like you don't even, you're really not paying attention to it until the teacher instructs you to. But then once they do, you carry that into other places of your life too. I know for myself, like when I'm in a stressful situation or just like overstimulated, I I know how to do that better now. And it definitely brings you back to the present moment for sure. Yes. And Julie, what is your story? So you, you live in St. Clairsville, correct? Are you originally from the Ohio Valley and you know, how did you kind of get into this mindfulness journey? Yes, I currently live in St. Clairsville, but I was born and raised in Elm Grove, just right around the corner from the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is definitely my home spot. That's my comfort zone. And I've always been very active with sports growing up. And as I got older, I started taking group fitness classes. And I've also been equally spiritual. I grew up in the church, which is actually just down the street from the studio as well on Mm -hmm. Kruger Street. And I, as I grew older, I was searching for a connective path to combine my passion of movement and community and spirit. And so when I finally found yoga, it felt like coming home because it combined all the things that I loved and all the things that I needed. And I've always dealt with some mental health issues um, from a teen and currently. So it was advised by my therapist a couple years ago to try yoga uh, for depression and anxiety. And I also do have some health ailments as well. So that mindfulness and that controlled breath is actually... There's, there's science behind it. So yoga movement increases GABA levels in the brain. They've done studies of yoga therapy and the movements tones the vagus nerve and it stimulates the central nervous system. So there's science behind all of these twists, like 
the Revolve chair or the Revolve lunges. You're detoxifying your organs and you're sending new blood there and you're toning that vagus nerve, which is shown to decrease anxiety, decrease depression. So when people say that they come back to their breath and they add this movement and they feel better, they feel more connected to your body, it's science. It all makes sense because you are connecting self and breath and movement and doing all of these things that encourages um, just a combination of exercise, but also health. Mm-hmm. So there's science behind the movement. And for me, um, it was just a perfect fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the GABA um, is a it's a neurotransmitter, right? That helps um, it helps with mood stimulation and pain receptors and all that stuff. I used to sell a drug, I think, that worked on that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's what people people don't realize is that serotonin. 80 to 90% of your serotonin in your body is stored in your gut, in your Mm -hmm. digestive tract. So when you are doing these twisting movements, you are massaging that, you're stimulating, you are releasing serotonin. Mm -hmm. So there is a reason why you do feel better physically, mentally by doing yoga. And for me, that was a perfect option at that time in my life where I knew that I needed to add movement. I knew that I needed to do some meditation and I could combine my spirituality with it. So mm-hmm. combining all of these things, I truthfully felt better, not only physically, but mentally as well. Yeah. Jayla, did you watch that video I sent you the other day on the chi that I, I don't know if you watched it or not. Okay. My, no, I don't. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just said, no, I don't think so. Okay. My son is like really into Star Wars right now and he wants to find the force. And so he's like really obsessed with like watching videos and figuring out how to find the force. And really the closest thing is like your chi, right? So there was this ancient Chinese um, practitioner getting interviewed by the BBC and he talked about like um, what you were talking about, like the twisting motions and getting blood flow to the organs. And he was saying that there's like a pump at the top of your spinal cord and one at the bottom. And that if you're like sitting all day and sedentary, it doesn't get enough blood or fluid throughout your body. So like different breathing exercises and twisting motions that activate that. He was like, people think they need, you know, energy drinks or coffee or, you know, they feel tired. And he was like, really, they just need to likely get, you know, the blood flow back to these organs so that they you can get more energy in your body. It was interesting. Eastern medicine is amazing. You know, if you believe in the chakras, um, our body is made of energy and energy routes, just like our venous system. And so stimulating from head to toe, adding the breath, activating the chakras, it is invigorating. It really is. And oftentimes I like to start my class with a bellows breath exercise and it's just controlled breath added with hand movement. And it does, it absolutely stimulates you and it tells the brain, okay, we're ready to move. We're ready to work. So you absolutely do not need extra substances. Um, the power of your mind and your body combined can provide that energy for you. 
I don't know much about the chakras. Is, is that something that both of you are into or know more about? I, I will let Jim speak on this because I know that he and I are both very much into this. But I will just say that with Laura's uh, teacher training coming up through OV Power Yoga, they are focusing on that more this session. And they're actually having um, a, a woman come in and that's her specialty. They actually did a workshop this uh, past summer, but I'll let Jim talk about it because I know that he attended that workshop. Yes. Um, the chakras are actually, there are seven chakras of the body starting from right below um, the pelvic floor, which is your root chakra, and works all the way up from the to the solar plexus, the belly, the heart, the throat, the third eye, and the crown of the head. Each one of those points um, are actually energy points. And the whole purpose of practicing yoga is to stimulate those energy points and draw that energy from the root of your body, pulling it all the way up through the crown of your head um, to help stimulate the entire body, not just the, the physical body, but the spiritual and the energetic body as well. So chakras are very, very interesting things to get involved in and learn about. Um, because each chakra has a different activation and acts differently when it is activated. So it's really kind of uh, interesting and unique thing to get into and start uh, working with. And there are specific poses attached to each to activate the energy in those points. Okay. Yeah, I bought a book on it, but I hadn't, I didn't read, um, I haven't read it yet. It, it is interesting. I mean, you always hear the root chakra referenced a lot in class. Um, yeah, that's, that's the base, that's the beginning and the base of, of your energy. That's where it's starting. And that's why it's called the root, because it is, it's the, it's the focal point where you actually draw your energy from and stabilize the body with that yeah. Jayla, you bought that me that little bracelet and it has all the chakras on there. Do you know much about them? I do not, but I would like to. I'd like to learn about it. Yeah. Maybe you guys will offer some sort of um, course this next year mm -hmm. or something towards that. Um, so for you guys, you, you both are different teachers, obviously. Um, Julie, you... What, how would you say, describe your style and what would you say has been like the biggest lesson you've learned over the past year as you became an instructor? I would say that I love to wind you up, but I'll wind you down. So I love to just bring high energy and I'll often joke or give you a high five in class. And if you've been to my class, you know that I hand those out for free. And I just come from a background of teams, you know, being an athlete. So I feel like that encouragement through words and movement is so important in a class, but equally I am a huge fan of meditation and restorative practices too. So I love to add breath work in the beginning. I like to get everybody moving in their body, feeling strong in their bodies. 
And at the end, I'd love to wind you down. I'd love to reset, restore, calm you down, get back to your intention and your breath. Um, so I love various styles. I'm not attuned to just one particular tradition of yoga. I very much love all different styles and I try to take different classes just to keep learning. Um, but the biggest thing that I have learned this last year and in my personal life, but it's also been applied to how I teach is your energy is currency and you need to spend it wisely. Mm. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, be very mindful of to the people, places, and things that you give yourself, that you give your energy and work towards healthy changes that you want in your life. And in order to do so, that may mean to release things that don't serve the best you or the best version of you. And don't lose sight of you in the process. So often I know that, you know, some of us like we're, we're mothers or we have a full-time job elsewhere that pulls us. We are pulled in so many different directions with the roles that we play in our life. But when you go to sleep at night and I tell my clients this, when you go to sleep at night, you're the one that's living in your head. You're the one who has to be settled with your thoughts and how you're feeling in your body. So just be mindful of the energy that you're giving and spend it wisely. So treat yourself, come to class, move your body, do something that's so good for you inside and out. And then with that, after you give to yourself, you'll be able to give to others more efficiently in a more healthy manner. Yeah. The meditation I did this morning was all about self-love and it said the, the longest relationship you'll ever have is the one with yourself. And it talked about like when you um, are in a relationship with others that make you feel loved, what are the, some of the things that they do to make you feel loved? And then, it, you know, obviously you think of those things and those are the same things you should do for yourself too. So, I just- Oh, absolutely. It's like a love and kindness. I do those meditations as well. Love mm-hmm. and kindness and as if you would treat somebody, a friend or a child who is hurt and needed your support and compassion, we need to give that support and compassion to ourselves too. Mm-hmm. For sure. Jayla, did you have any questions for Julie? Um, no, I haven't um, been able to take one of Jim's classes though, because they're usually in the, the evenings. Um, Jim, what kind of, what would you say your class is? My class, I come from a, um, a multi-faceted background in yoga. Um, I was trained. My training involved several different types of of yoga, not just the power yoga, but we, you know, the Kundalini yoga, the Hatha yoga, the Vinyasa yoga. So I have a, a various background in teaching, and I try and incorporate a little bit of each one of those in my teachings. So when I'm guiding people through a practice, I try and combine a little bit of each. You know, try and combine the Kundalini practice as far as using the breath and stimulating the energy in the body. Well, Jayla and I did um, a Kundalini lesson with Nikki Kiger. Yes, very. Yeah, 
It was good. It was very different. It, remember, Jayla, when we were like, <laughs> lots of breath work and yeah. arm work and yeah lots of um fast movements too yeah and again that that type was meant to engage the chakras okay. so you get that get that breath that's meant to stimulate each one of the chakras and build that energy she so, talked about kriyas too with that kriyas i think it was different yeah, like I said, I mean, my style is the classes I teach because I do, you know, I I have a, a job working at a hospital in Washington, so I don't have the opportunity to teach during the day, so I don't see a lot of, the, you know, a lot of the same people that go to the, the day classes. My classes are usually the evening classes, and my my priority in teaching a class is focusing on the form and the function. Yeah, my philosophy is, what do you feel and where are you feeling it? So when I'm instructing a class, I'm always focusing on, okay, those two things. What do you feel when you're in that pose and where are you feeling this? You should never feel a sharp pain, but you should feel that deep stretch or that relaxed state. So when I'm teaching, again, I, I try and bring in the breath work, but then I focus on, okay, when you're in a posture, this is what you, this is not just the placement of your body and the placement of your feet, because everybody's body is different. So not everyone's going to be able to get into the posture identically the same. So I'm more concerned with how do you feel when you're in this posture? This is the best posture for your body, and this is how you feel, but how does it make you feel? Are you feeling relaxed and comfortable as you breathe? Are you feeling that, you know, that nice tension in the body that's going to help you release when you exhale? Mm -hmm. So I try and make people feel comfortable in their own body just by experiencing what the body can do for them if they allow it to move with their breath. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. I would say too, like so many of us, I think even growing up, like you're almost detached from your body the way that at least we grew up. Think about us in the 90s too, like all the models were like wafer thin and different things. I just don't think that, you know, growing up all that much, you take the time to truly understand how you feel within your body. You kind of just look at it more as a object of beauty, if that makes sense. Exactly. And, and that's the other thing I try and stress is that no matter what your body type is, short, tall, thin, thick, anyone can practice yoga and feel the benefit. Um, you know, I grew up, I was always a chubby kid growing up, so I never had the athletic body. I wasn't, you know, involved in all the sports and things that a lot of kids were when I was growing up. But I come to find that through a practice of yoga, you don't have to be that wafer-thin model. You don't have to be, you know, the super flexible person that could pull their ankle up behind their head, you know. Yeah, that, that may be a posture that's out there, but that doesn't mean that that's what yoga is for you. Right. Yoga is unique to each individual. And it's the benefit you receive from it just by take, stepping out of your comfort zone and allowing your body to experience it. It's just the results you get can be so amazing. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that, Jim, too, because that, believe it or not, the first time that I ever did yoga in a group setting was October 2020. Now, I did other classes, like, you know, 
online back in the day i did dvds of pilates and yoga but and it's something that i always wanted to do but what held me back was this idea i had i put this limitation on myself because of society you think of yoga you think that you have to be this extremely fit flexible person because mm-hmm. you see in magazines or the Instagram pages where people can bend like a pretzel. And so I always wanted to do it because I knew the benefits, but I put that limitation on myself because of what I perceived it to be. And it wasn't until I just dove right in. So I'm a very extreme person. I am 100% happy. I'm committed to that. Or if I'm sad, I'm 100% sad. And with yoga, I knew that I wanted to do it. So what better way to commit than to just dive into the deep end and go straight into instructor training. And that's where I learned the foundation, the traditions, the philosophies. But after that very first day of training, I knew it was the best decision of my life because I released all these mental constructs of what society told me yoga was. And I really learned what it was. And yoga is for every body. Mm-hmm. It's not just for the bendy. It's not just for the athlete with the most endurance. It is for every single person. And I think that I can speak for all the instructors and Laura at OV Power Yoga that we want everybody to feel welcome mm-hmm. and safe and encouraged in the studio to know even if it's your first time on your mat, we're all there to help you to feel safe and feel good in your body exactly where you are at this moment. Yeah. I I think I everybody's a little intimidated when they first start. And there's people that I know Jayla and I have talked to that we've tried to encourage. And I think there's that self-doubt in there too. Like, oh, I can't go to class. You know, people will laugh at me or whatever. But that's a very good message. Very good message. Well, to wrap this up, um, what would you guys say would, you, would be your why not of the day? Let's see. Do you have one, Jayla? Um, why not try something new? Yeah, that's a good one. That was mine. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm sorry. I've been really wanting to try something new this year. I don't really know what, but it's going to happen. Yeah. Why not try something new? I like it. Do you have one, Jim? Mine would be, you know, why not open yourself up to a new experience? Kind of goes along with that, try something new, but why why not open yourself up? Why limit yourself? You can do whatever you really put your mind to if you just open up. Yeah. Um, I I did uh, that gap. We're doing that Gabby Bernstein thing today. So this is could be one for everybody too. Is like, why not write down all the ways that you are blocking yourself, um, you know, from being your true self. It's just helpful to see like all the ways that you're trying to control yourself or like limit yourself when you know what the actual facts are may be different. So it's it's sure. similar too, yeah. And I'll, I'll add to that too, um, too, or why not? Why not try something new, new experience? But I think for 2022, my mantra kind of right now is if you really want change in your life, you need to change your habits. 
Yeah. So you need to change the daily habits and it's the small things every day that add up and don't be afraid because changing a habit could lead to a new experience and a year from now you may look back and think why did I not do that sooner yep we are we read the atomic habits Jayla and I and then do you like high five habit Jayla yeah I just started it yesterday I like it so far yeah yeah so it's similar to you should you should read atomic habits if you haven't I feel like you would like it Mm mm-hmm I'll add it to my list. It's an excellent one, and it's, like, very science-based as well. And if people want to get in contact with you, we can put um, your information in the show notes. Do you have, a um, like, an Instagram handle? Me? I do, yeah. Mine is actually off of my maiden name. So my maiden name is Holsey, and my Instagram handle is holes e in your head so it's h-o-l-e-z in your head okay and then jim did we lose jim maybe no i'm sorry oh that's okay <laughs> I had as i beat myself um yeah i actually do have instagram and facebook um so i do direct messaging you can reach out to me that way or through instagram and mine is jim w928 well awesome yes I, if anybody wants any more information or is just interested they both have two completely different styles of teaching um and you know feel free to reach out to them or reach out to jayla and i and we can connect you as well so anything more from you jayla you no yeah, it's nice chatting with you guys. Yeah. And thanks so much for having us. Yeah, so yes, thanks. Pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. And it's just nice to know, you know, we have so many great people in our area that are, um, you know, helping others feel their best. So thank you so much for what you do. And we appreciate it. This is the Ask Yourself Why Not podcast. Jayla, we have our first sponsor. We do. We do. And it's for your teeth. teeth. We're always talking about smiling, right? Absolutely. Smiling usually helps you feel happy and more joy. So give a smile away. That's right. That's what they say. Um, so yeah, why not keep your smile healthy, right? Mm-hmm. So Pentino Dental can help you do that. Located where? 48258 is a new location, National Road, St. Clairsville, Ohio. Uh, you can check them out on pentinodental.com. They're also on Facebook and Instagram. They do family, cosmetic, dentistry. So if you're thinking about getting a new set of veneers or something like that, they can hook you up. Absolutely. Give Pentino Dental a call for all your dental needs. Yep. And he just happens to be a pretty cute dentist too. 